Grab your sunglasses and a floppy hat. We're back for more adventures and inspiration. Let's talk travel. Hello, everybody. It's Gareth and Nick here, just talking about all things that we enjoy and like to do when we go traveling and when we like to go wandering around the world. Fabulous. Nick, how's your week been? Good. Yeah, really good. Bit of sunshine here, so that's good. I'm having a bit of a gardening experiment, Gareth. So I've Ooh. planted some things. And because of what have you planted? Well, flowers. Okay, flowers, yeah. <laughs> what I do is I plant them, I keep the little ticket that it comes with to tell you what it mm. is. I put it in a drawer, never find those tickets again. So I really don't know what each plant is called. I'm not sure this system is really working. It's not working. However, the whole point this year was to have a go, see how it looks. And now, of course, I wake up and there's plants in there and I think, are those weeds? Did I plant those as seeds? <laughs> I'm not sure. So it's, it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. Are you dialing into Gardener's Question Time and asking tricky questions? No, although my guilty pleasure is, and you're going to know that I have absolutely <laughs> slid down the path of old age when I tell you this, is that I do like um, Gardener's World on um on on the with monty john on the telly do you because i find him so soothing i just think oh monty if you could just come and give me a little cutch now i would love that he's just such a lovely chap it is a sexual thing isn't it no i'm gonna say no Yes, you just were well, no, dreaming about cutching with Monty Dog. I know, but cutching whilst he does my garden. Because, uh, you know, uh, he walks around his garden, honestly, Gareth, it's called Long, Long Meadow, I think it's called. Dreaming. And it, he goes into different parts of the garden. He said, let's go into the reading garden. Let's go into the, the dreaming <laughs> garden. Let's go. And I'm like, hang on now. I've got a little patch of two metres long. And I, yeah, and I have I'm, a two by two square. Where is my where is my reading garden? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you're weak. Are you going to tell me something fabulous you've done this week, aren't you? Uh, don't, don't set the expectations too high. I'm not sure fabulous is the word. I've had a nice week. I've um, What have I done? I've been to see a play this week. I went and saw... Uh, it's a play called Moment of Grace, and it's intertwining monologues about Princess Diana's visit to an AIDS ward in 1987. Do you remember that when she went to, I think it was like Middlesex Hospital I absolutely or remember and, it, yeah. Yeah. I was because I kind of remember it, but, you know, obviously I wasn't, I was in Australia, so the coverage was a bit different, I, I guess, but uh, it, it was a pretty big deal here, wasn't it? It was immense. I mean, it, it was a real step forward for you know, the average Joe to see her do that. It was, it, she was, I thought she was trailblazing in that. She was great. So was the play good? Really good. You know, poignant and emotional, but, you know, ultimately sort of uplifting as well. So, yeah, and because uh, obviously this week uh, and yesterday, in fact, was Pride celebrations in London. So it was sort of timely to be talking about um, history and HIV and stuff. So yesterday I was in town. It was huge in town yesterday for Pride. It was ma- masses of people. It was uh, the first time back after the whole roller coaster of the past few years. And also the 50th anniversary of the first time that a Pride march was held in London. So that was a bit of a milestone as well. So yeah, no, it was a really good day. Nice. Did you behave yourself? I did. Well, it depends. It's relative, I guess, isn't it? I wasn't coaching Monty Don, but uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't. There were people less well behaved than me, I guess. It, it, it depends on your context. But, um, you know, it d- did get me thinking a little bit because obviously everyone's very excited on a day like Pride, but uh, they do start early. And you could see that things were going to get messy fairly quickly because one of the excuses it gives you is for a bit of day drinking. 
And I was wondering, in terms of day drinking, what's your go-to order? You know, what are you thinking? Oh, it's a day for like getting on it. What are we ordering when we hit the bar? Are we on holiday or are we at home? Uh, well, I guess day drinking can happen anywhere. But give me your what's your gut feeling, your emotional reaction? Well, if I'm away, and I don't know what it is about looking out over the ocean, but I like that first. The first one, it, I I do like an aperol spritz to get me nice. going. Nice. And then I and then if I'm day drinking, you need to have something that you can stick with for quite a long time don't you so i'm i'm yes. a whiskey and soda type oh yeah oh i hadn't thought of that actually i because yeah, it's quite light isn't it yeah and, and it's, you so, can make yeah. it as long as you know as long as you like i i think whiskey is having a bit of a resurgence now isn't it people have always been have been drinking gin you know whilst i've been an adult but the whiskey thing is, is definitely getting more prevalent and i think a whiskey and soda not too much whiskey and soda bit of ice long drink I could nurse that all day. Well, when I say nurse it, I mean keep refilling it all day. <laughs> it's not the same one. That not you know, the same one. Just the glass being refilled constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although if you're having a meal, there is something lovely about having several glasses of crisp, dry white wine in the sunshine, isn't it? Or a rosé goes oh, a long way. Lovely. That's a That's a classic day drinking option, isn't is it? Is that your Is that your option, love? I don't know. I, I well, now I've said it. I wasn't actually thinking of rosé, but I do like a long lunch with several bottles of rosé. Um, I always think that a day that starts with a Bloody Mary oh, is off to the right start. I agree. Now, I've forgotten about <laughs> the Bloody Mary. That is a good That is a good shout, Gareth. We used to, when I used to live in London, we used to meet in, in this bar on Fulham Road, which sounds posh, but at the time it really wasn't. It was divey. And we'd meet in this bar on, on Fulham Road and we'd walk through the door looking absolutely hanging from the night before. And the guy would just say, how many? And we'd say, well, I think six, because there would be six of us. No, not six each, although hurrah, but no, six of us. And you just bring over these really kind of spicy Bloody Marys, tremendous. Nice, yeah. that's good. I always, I don't do any more, but after like a big night out, when you're sort of going for that recovery, sort of bleary wander to or breakfast fry up kind of thing, We'd often go for like, oh, let's just have a Baileys to take the edge off kind of thing. So like a Baileys on ice would be the way to sort of get yourself together. What, in the morning? Before facing the day. Yes. yes. I think that's peculiar. Uh, It's probably not a great idea in retrospect, but it did seem to work. Because it's like a creamy base when you've got a lot of alcohol swishing around in there. Yeah, but it just kind of sort of brought a bit of focus to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, I'm, I am, our family is quite faint. Well, I say our family, it's just me and my sister, really. We're drinkers and then we throw up. You know, we're not the type that can just keep drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and knock yourself through. We have to be, we're often sick if we've drunk too much. And I'm. As, as opposed to your brother Anthony, who doesn't suffer from the same fate. No. So. No, absolutely. <laughs> He's like a, a beer keg that you can just keep filling up. So the thought of a Bailey's, that would, that would tip me over the edge, Gareth. <laughs> What about some of your favourite day drinking destinations? If you're like any sort of places you've been or vacations you've been on where you've hit your stride day drinking? Well, when I went on holiday with my two, my two girls, for the first time when they were adults, we'd, you know, lounge around in the pool. And then in the evening, we'd go down to this cliff face and like jump. Where's this? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I should mention that. Uh, Menorca. (laughs) Menorca. Oh, nice. So we'd dive in and, and kind of lounge around by the cliffs where lots of locals came after work type of thing. And then we'd oh, walk nice. up from there, still in like, you know, crusty, salt-crusted skin, 
and have a drink at the top in this lovely little bar looking Fair. over the water. It was absolutely gorgeous. And um, anyway, so that what was... What were you drinking? And, and then we'd start drinking. So we'd have... But what, what were you drinking? Oh, I, I would be drinking whiskey. The girls would be Aperol at that stage. And, nice. and we'd have one and then we'd go back to the hotel and get changed and, and then, you know, hang out on the terrace type thing. But as the week progressed, we'd spend longer and longer in the beach bar drinking <laughs> and we'd get there earlier and earlier. So actually... We'd... Sometimes, sometimes we wouldn't go swimming at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really sad. But yeah, but there's that, that, I think there's something lovely about that. And I love that, you know, there's just those beach bars in Spain when you're, you're on the beach all day, you put a bit of lip gloss on and you're on the beach bar and then you're still... I love that. You know, once you've dressed up and you've gone out, it's a very different type of drinking. I like that daytime drinking when you're all just got sand between your toes and, you know, you, you still t- smell of suntan lotion. I love all that. It's just a jug of sangria and we're having a good time. <laughs> oh, sangria. I forgot about that. What, so what about you? Well, I always think of, when you mention Aperol Spritz, I always associate that with Venice. I think, you know, you're wandering around Venice, you always sort of never seem to not have a glass of Aperol Spritz in your hand, which I kind of think is fairly joyous. Um, I did have a really great time in Copenhagen once. Uh, they have this festival there called Distortion, which happens in the city. And they call it like a party tsunami because every day it's in a different part of the city and sort of just rolls through the different neighborhoods and so it's just a lot of in the streets dancing a little bit drinking a few beers in the sunshine which is fab so i do like that that sounds lovely i remember being in caracas and um working there for a little bit teaching adults to to learn english and after the session we'd go out for drinks and um we used to sit around this bar and they'd give you like quite a small little glass and being very British, I was like, really? Is that it? You know, but little, <laughs> tiny little glass. But the guy would just keep passing around this kind of, I don't know what it was. I never quite got to the bottom of it because I couldn't quite translate it. But it was, a, it, was an, it was alcoholic, but no mixer, but quite small. And people would just sip that all night. And that was, that was strong. But icy that cold. delicious. Yeah, it was really good. I must look into cold. that. Cold, oh. Yeah, icy cold. A bit like a palinka, schnapsy kind of thing, like a, a hard spirit. Yeah. That's- yeah, yeah. Like almost, would you think kind of like an appetite or a digestive or well, a something? I think that sounds posher than it was. It was just we were just we were just, ha- just hunkered down just and boost. just drink. Yeah, and that, I've forgotten all about that actually. Anyway, yes, the lovely. Oh, do you know what? I'm just thinking now. I tonight I would like to sit out and have a nice glass of sangria. That would be just right up my street. Oh, I do like a pims. A pims. Yes. Oh, how do we miss that? How That's did classic we day miss drinking. A summer pims for a day drink. Especially with Wimbledon on the telly. Absolutely. Oh, I've enjoyed it. I'm enjoying Wimbledon, are you? I haven't been watching, to be honest. I just, I feel like by osmosis, I'm hearing a lot about it. But I never really want to sit down and watch people hitting a ball back and forth. Oh, don't be so snotty. It's, uh, it's lovely. There's a lot of drama in tennis, Is I there? think. Yes. I did see, I saw um, Venus Williams being sassy to a journalist, which I thought was fabulous because she is the queen. (laughs) Yeah, she's good. There's a British guy who I'm ashamed to say, I don't know his name, Liam something. And he's just, he's just lovely. And he had a horrible, horrible game, but one at the end. And the guy and the the interview said, oh, how was that? And he went, oh yeah, easy. 
and 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 he just burst out laughing and i just thought oh i like you he was lovely now tomorrow i'm meeting up with my brother tim and his family and we're meeting up for lunch at borough market so i'm interested to see how they've survived their flight from melbourne but i was thinking like you know doing anything with three young boys is always a bit of a challenge but i was wondering how would you tackle london with small children you know, they're not obviously going to ask me for advice, but just in case, I feel like I should have some suggestions that they're ready. What are some good child-friendly options in London that you might be thinking of? I don't really know why you're asking me because it's been a long time. <laughs> you have time. children. Oh, you have children. Ch- You've lived in London. Good God. <laughs> you I feel mean, like a subject matter expert. Things have changed since <laughs> I was there. But um, you've got to do the classics, haven't you? You've got to do... Oh, I tell you what, there's a children's... Bus, open top bus tour. Is there? Yes. Now, I thought that would be good. Like, do you like an open top bus tour generally as a principal? I dinkity do. I love it. <laughs> I, I just think it's, if you don't know your city and you're you're getting you're getting on the bus and you're you're looking at the kind of, you, you're seeing things as you're going along, you're getting a little bit of advice from the guy at the front. I just think it's a great way to start. Yeah, it does help you get your bearings a bit, doesn't it? What would they cover on a children's bus tour of London? Just the same sites, I guess, just a slightly different commentary or funnier stories? Funnier stories, gorier stories. The kids like the gory, don't they? Jokes about poo. Yes, you can't go wrong with a poo joke, can you? But, (laughs) you know, they talk about where people got hanged and, you know, they talk about where queens and kings were. Beheadings, fun stuff. All that stuff that the kids (laughs) love. And, And, yeah, so I would crack on with that straight away. And then the key is, I think, is seeing what the kids want to do. You know, give them a whole ah. list and say, right, listen, now I'm not dragging you around <laughs> London. I, let's talk together. Well, let's all choose two things that we'd like to do and then let's do that. That, that would be my plan. And then gently try and steer them towards the things you want to do. Oh, God, yes, yeah. <laughs> Making the face going, oh, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Madame Two Swords, I'm not sure. Mm. Like, what about the queue? <laughs> no. And Madame Two Swords is no good for boys. You know, they don't know who the people are. Not as in boys, I don't know I mean, who the kids. people are. No. no. <laughs> I hear the, the Kardashians are in there, aren't they? I mean, as soon as the Kardashians are in, I'm out. <laughs> it's over. It's, I am done with that. <laughs> But um, I'd take them to Hamleys. Oh, would you? I hadn't thought of that, actually. That's a good idea. Well, only because... Wouldn't they just then want lots of stuff? Like, it's just like a capitalism gone mad in there, isn't it? It is. But you go in and say, right, we're going to choose one thing <laughs> that you can bring back from London. And also, they've got... <laughs> You've got a budget of £10. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a quick trip. But they've got those guys do- doing all the demonstrations mm. and things are flying around. That's true. And- that is quite cool. And I, I just think there's a, an element of, uh, well, listen, I tell you that, I haven't been for a long time, but it seemed to me when we went, there was a real element of magic about that. So I would be doing that. I'd take them to the Harry Potter trip. Oh, uh, but not, well, uh, sure. Are they I'm, not Harry Pottery? <laughs> no, I'm not Harry Pottery after the whole, anyway, we, uh, yeah, we don't have time for that. But you can't be a curmudgeonly uncle about that. If they like Harry Potter, you've got to take them for the day out. Uh, well, anyway, that would be making oh. the face at that one. No, come on. Look, okay. After the whole, the, the transphobia is not cool. Okay, so we're so are we saying no Harry Potter because because of that? Are we? Yeah, that's, I, I that's, think. Yeah. Okay. The, okay. Okay. She's ruined her legacy, okay. and I'm furious. <laughs> Lordy Lou, I think we might part that for another podcast. Let's keep it light, Gareth. Keep it light. Okay. <laughs> what about the London Eye? Yeah. 
Oh, you don't seem keen about that. Well, it's a good view, and yeah. but ultimately, I'm not sure that kids. You know, it goes slowly. Do you know what I mean? It goes slowly. And I'm, I'm not sure that kids... <laughs> Let's speed this up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I would go somewhere else to see a view, you know? I'd get oh, I would do up. dumplings in the Shard. Like, you know, that Absolutely. Chinese restaurant. That's a good option. And they love dumplings. That's, who doesn't love dumplings? That's what I... Who doesn't love dumplings? I had dumplings last night. That's what, oh, that's what I would do. I'd take them to the National History Museum. Can't go wrong. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I haven't been there for ages, actually. Oh, it's still a joy. And it's free, of course. Do they still have the whale in the middle? Yeah. Or do they change? That's it, right. I think oh, it's the about... whale or is it a dinosaur? Dinosaur. I get confused between them. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's still definitely worth going to. Just for the... Tower of, Tower of London? Tower of London. Yeah, that, that... I don't know. You'll have to see whether they fancy that. But that's got the gory stories and... Yeah. Get them up on the Cutty Shark. You know, like, like a... You know, you want all the big boats and things. Greenwich. Didn't that burn down? Well, shoot, shoot, did it? And no, I think maybe they rebuilt it. I nearly or... swore then. I'm glad I stopped myself. Well <laughs> this is done. a family-friendly podcast. It you is. <laughs> and I'm not being funny, but um, and this is a bit of an out, out, out one here, but you know the Globe, the Globe Theatre? Yes. I think that's a lovely place to visit for kids because it's like... What, they... to see a show or just do a tour? No, just to have a look around. You know, it's just, it's so, you can just imagine, they've done it really well and you can actually yeah. imagine the people standing there throwing things, drinking, eating, you know, smelling, everybody smelling, you know, it's like a real visceral I think they thing. do do kids shows and stuff there. Like, cause I think, you know, I like seeing anything there. I've only been once or twice maybe, but uh, you would think, oh, Shakespeare could be a bit heavy for the kids, but they, I think they do do fun stuff, don't oh, they? Oh like? God, yes. And uh, which brings me on now. Oh, are we spending a hundred pound each to go to the theater? Oh, do a Lion King. Uh, yeah, they might have seen Lion King, actually. I think that has been to Melbourne, hasn't it? Oh. Yeah, it has. But there must be. I mean, there's hundreds of choices, aren't there? No, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sure, I know. Why not? I mean, because going to the theatre is fun. Like, even, like, going to the movies in Leicester Square is kind of fun, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, all right, lots of options there. I'll go armed with suggestions. <gasps> Sherlock and... Holmes. Do they like, sorry, oh, I've interrupted you. No, but wait, what's the Sherlock Holmes suggestion? Well, you can go, you go to his house. To Baker Street. Baker Street. If, if they've watched Sherlock and if they're, you know, and if they're into, I mean, they might be reading his books. You just don't know, do you? No, that's true. What the, Watch the new Sherlock with Mr. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Or, oh, nice. Who knows? <laughs> now, my next big trip is to Australia Next week, I want to say I've lost track of the dates a bit, but it's imminent. And I'm flying to Perth for a bit of family time with my sister Lisa. I'm doing the non stop Qantas flight from London to Perth. And my friend David was trying to load me up with um, sleeping pills to like cope with the, the travel, which I've never really had much success with the sleeping pill approach. But I was wondering what suggestions or tricks or techniques have you got for? surviving a long-haul flight. I mean, I think we're talking 16 hours. Depends on the wind a bit. The sound of it is hideous, Gareth. <laughs> what, what are you thinking so far? Well, I do like watching films. And on a flight, I never go highbrow. I always want to, you know, re-watch The Meg, anything Jason Statham or The Rock. You know, there could be like, you know, a Hercules rerun. So I, I want to catch up on all those... B-movie classics that I've missed or want to watch again. Okay, so space those out. 
think yeah. I'm not going to front load my film watching. I'm going to do one. And I have to at least have an hour. Between a Jason statement. <laughs> you could just go Jason back to back. That would be good. You've got your food. No, that's true. The food does break things up a bit, doesn't it? And I hit that call button pretty hard to say, I'm going to need some more red wine here, please. Oh, now that's my question. Do you really drink like that on the float? Don't say it with that kind of tone. But oh, I beg I, your pardon? <laughs> I, I don't not drink. <laughs> I find drinking red wine quite difficult on a plane because I just get, you know, my head gets like, uh, I just feel like I need to walk and get some fresh air, which of course, uh, always which tricky. Which is not possible, no. yeah. But it's, you've got to go for things that aren't going to make you go to the toilet very frequently because so you you need to a slow drink that's gonna stay with you is i guess the general term yes yeah. okay so you've got your you've got your jason you've had a couple of glasses of red wine mm. you're gonna try and are you gonna give yourself like sleep hours or you're just gonna wing it and just see what happens i never really yeah i th- I can't decide to go to sleep. It might just have to like knock me out at some point, but it's like a weird time of day as well. So it's not really a night flight. It's not really a day flight. It's just going to mess you up either way kind of thing. What about a book? You've got, what book are you taking? Uh, I can't really read on a plane. <gasps> yeah. This is, this is a problem, isn't it? Like I might flick through a magazine. Oh, but, Gareth, uh, I feel sorry for you about that because that's the only way I can get through a flight. Is it? What? Just, hunker down and immerse yourself in a good Yeah, book. absolutely. And the next time you look up, you're in a different continent. Hurrah. What about an audio book? That's true. I hadn't thought of that. I have tried writing. I always go with good intentions, go, oh, I've got my laptop. I've got time and space, you know, no distractions. I will punch out a few chapters of whatever little project I'm working on. And it never works. Like it's never a good experience and always just ends up being rubbish. So I've now decided not to even attempt that. Well, I would download a couple of audiobooks. Have you got Audible? No, I do not, actually. No, I don't do either. Do you use that a lot? I I'm don't not... have it. I just use BBC Sounds. Oh, no. Well, and they do audiobooks on that? that well, they've just got stacks of plays on there. and Do they? Yeah. Oh, but you'd need to be on Wi-Fi to listen to that. Yeah, but you can download them. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay. I always think of your father who listened to non-stop Johnny Cash on his flight to Australia. Okay. It was like even just, it was one album. That, I think it was like, Back in, well, I'm not even sure what his album's called. Yeah, like the, the black one. Yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. one. It was just like that again and again and again. He really likes Johnny Cash, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going cattle class, are you? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're not made of money. No, I know. I, I, I know. I did pay, I paid a little bit extra to try and choose my seat because it was like priced for everything kind of thing. You couldn't even not choose a seat without paying something. So I I tried to get the best seat possible for the least amount of money, which never really works out so well. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll report back. I'll report live from the front line in Australia, if you like. Oh, yes, that'll be good. Let's have, yeah, we'll have a little Oz Zoomy meeting and you can tell us how the flight went. That'll be good. Now, to finish, I've got a few more questions for you from Loose Lips. This is an app designed as a conversation starter. Right, hold on there partner because i think i said last week that i was doing loose lips so i have got my questions ready yes because i feel like all i do is talk on this thing and you just you just throw some questions right here we go are you ready ready what are the four pillars to a happy relationship oh oh uh 
Oh, I'm not even sure what pillars are in this context. I want to say communication. Is that a pillar? That's a great pillar. Uh, I want to say, I, I want to say like finances, but not in a, not in a, in a way that you kind of need a clear understanding of how the finances are working between you without it becoming a topic of constant conversation kind of thing. So you, you clarity around finances, not necessarily shared finances or talking about finances, but just like we've got a clear understanding of this is mine, this is yours, and we're cool. That's very yeah. sensible, I think. Yeah. That's only two. If I was um, going to be pedantic, I would put that in communication, but I'm not. So you've got two already. All right. Uh, food, is that a pillar? Oh, is it? Well, I don't know. Who's cooking... What's the dynamic around food? Uh, like, you know, do we both enjoy food? Because I think that's <laughs> going to be a, eat? a bit of a deal breaker if we do not. Um, you know, that, anyway, I'm putting that out there. Maybe that's not a pillar. Uh, one more. Um, I think family is kind of a pillar that... Um, well, I'm putting, I'm pretending it is that that you understand how the family dynamics for each other work, and you can accommodate those without it negatively impacting the relationship, kind of thing. Nice. Does that make sense? It does make sense. What pillars did you go for? Well, I went for I went for laughter. Oh, that's a pillar. Okay. Well, cool. I I just think if you look back over your previous relationships, mm. the ones I treasure the most are the ones I you know I laughed throughout. Yeah. I think that's really important. And also, if they don't have your sense of humour, or no, no, no that's not true. If they don't gel the sense of humour, you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to laugh at the same things, but you have to enjoy amusing each other a little bit, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, didn't, I didn't put sex as a pillar. I probably should put sex as a pillar. Yeah, you can have sex. Yeah. Thanks. That's a good oh, you're not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, I, I, I think... Humor. Intimacy. 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 I'm nicking that one, okay, because that's a good one. <laughs> because you want somebody that's happy to share what intimacy, you know, intimacy means. I, I, you know, I went out with this guy Pete, who's absolutely gorgeous, and we used to hold hands all the time in the street. And I used to, nice. I used to think that was so lovely, and I missed that when when um, when when he went. Anyway, there we go. Let's move on from that. Okay, so that's four pillars. That's a good one. I don't really know what pillars are, but there we are. What's your most annoying habit? Oh, uh, not talking. Is that a habit? Yes, uh, like, that, I, would, I think that's true. That's been the consistent negative feedback on every relationship is a lack of communication. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because, you know, communication was the first thing you said as your pillar. I know. And then you fail. But my version of communication, I think, is quite different to other people's, maybe. Or just, like, I am internalise a lot of... Uh, I don't need to talk a lot. That's my communication, I guess. So, yeah, it doesn't go down well. <laughs> so, when you... So, it's not just general communication. It's about your relationship and your feelings and all that sort of stuff. Uh that as well as just general stuff as well. Like I don't do a lot of chat, you know, on a, like a day-to-day level kind of thing. So people find the silence a bit, no. a, a bit wearing after a while. <laughs> no, I think I think what you're looking for is somebody that values that silence, aren't you? Yeah, or just needs a good listener. Yeah, yeah. What did you put? Um, I think I've got quite. My expectations are a bit too high. Oh, good one. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, no, I, that's an 
interesting one, isn't it? What projecting a sense of disappointment because the expectations haven't met, which were never really agreed in the first place. Kind oh of my thing. god, that makes me sound terrible. But I no no no. But it's just like you know, become you know, it's not sexy in a way, isn't it? To be disappointed, it's not sexy for 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 them if they're disappointed. Disappointment's not sexy. Full no, stop. No, it's not. It's not sexy. Yeah. I think. I think because. I'm, I've got, I'm like the worst possible case of I've got my tolerance is low and my expectations <laughs> are high, which is why I'm single. So, you know, tragically that, yeah, I just, you know, like if you're talking with somebody and you, you're chatting, you're chatting, I would expect them to have absorbed that information to listen. And then I'd rather You're than... testing testing them at the end to see how much they've taken it. I just can't stand it when like two days later they say, what are we going to do about that? And I said, well, we talked about that. Oh, can you tell me again? Because I wasn't listening. Oh my God. That's so galling. Which brings me on to my last one. Have you got a pet peeve? Is there something that really hacks you off about... Uh... Ooh. Um, it doesn't have to be relationshipy. It could be friendshipy. It could be yeah. Know. No, just ge- with anyone or just general life kind of thing. Um, oh, people who crack their knuckles. No, I'm not sure that's a pet peeve. It just kind of like weirds me out a little bit. Um, maybe like people who spit in the street. Oh, I find yes. I find that a bit my stomach turns at that a bit like especially when it comes without any warnings. It's like, well <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what warning the... you're expecting. Whop whop <laughs> gonna spit now. Whop whop <laughs> oh, <laughs> True. It's never good. <laughs> what are yours? <laughs> I think rudeness. I think the spitting thing kind of fits in there, but rudeness, you know, people who are like rude to people in the coffee shop because they're oh. they're overworked and there's not enough people on and it's like, you know, look they can sense your agitation. We know you need your coffee, but just chillax, man. There's no way she can do it any faster than she's doing it. I can't, I can't stand that. That's a relationship deal breaker, isn't it? If you, if they're being rude to waiters or people who are in a service industry, you're going, uh, hello. As a former service industry worker, I can say on behalf of all service industry workers, we do not like that. And you can go. Absolutely. I think everybody should be forced to do a little bit of hospitality somewhere along their career path so they can actually understand how (laughs) grueling that can be. Terrible. And and how you need to manage your expectations for if I'm on, you know, um, basic wages kind of thing, like not earning a lot of money. You're lucky I'm turning up. <laughs> Don't expect a lot more out of me because you're not paying for it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so rude people everywhere, beware. I think you need to just be a little bit careful. On that note to all the rude people out there, <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. We'll be back again soon with more travel tales and travel inspiration. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. I know we just just chat away, but it's just lovely that you've joined us. And please do get in touch if you've got anything to add or anything to complain about. Although, not really, not the last one, but anything to add. (laughs) Uh, You can contact Gareth on Twitter at at GTVLondon, and it would be really great to hear from you. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.